You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can find me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing just great. How about you? We had a fun little uh, uh, running back conversation yesterday, and now we'll dig into the wideouts. Absolutely. That's the plan. Yeah. I'm doing well. Still, I'm, I'm still kind of breathing in this class, kind of... Uh, trying to decide what I really think. Some days I look at the, the class and I, I think it's it's better than we expected. Uh, the landing spots mm-hmm. certainly helped. A little deeper than I thought. I've got some third and fourth round rookie picks that uh, I was able to find players I, I actually wanted to take a shot on. So, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Maybe, maybe we've been too hard on this rookie class. I have mixed feelings, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't love the top of it, that's for sure. I'm participating in, I'm in deep in the third round of my first rookie draft of the year. So I haven't done the others, and this is a super flex. And I, I guess I like the depth, but I don't like the top. Well, let, let's hear it. Who'd you take? Uh, what did I do here? I had pick three or 106, and that turned into Traylon Burks, who... I tried to trade out of that pick, to be very honest with you, and didn't really get any biters. Then at 108, the homer took Kenny Pickett, of course. Um, not, and, not bad. That, that's yeah, the spot. I only had Carr and Herbert. Other than that, I, I just really wanted a third young quarterback. So that was a little bit need-driven because there were receivers there I liked as well. Um, and then I was really light on running backs, especially after our conversation yesterday. At 2.06, I took Brian Robinson. So nice. I was happy with that. And then, you know, I'm on the clock here in a couple picks looking for somebody like Davis Price. Keontae mm-hmm. Ingram's the one I think I want, but don't tell anybody. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep that a secret for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do like, uh, like Keontae Ingram. We talked about him yesterday. We talked about guys like Hassan Haskins that make, uh, make good the targets other one, yeah. in that. Yeah, make good targets in the third or, or even fourth round. Uh, potentially, that's about where they're falling. Let's move away from that running back conversation, though, because as you said, we are talking wide receivers today. And just a reminder, if you've missed the earlier shows, what we're doing here this week is uh, forming the consensus Locked On Dynasty rookie rankings. Uh, Marcus and Kate covered the quarterbacks on Monday's episode. As Matt said yesterday, we talked about the running backs. If you missed either of those, go back and check those out. Today, we're hitting the wide receivers, and uh, Kate and Marcus will finish up tomorrow with the consensus rookie tight end rankings. Uh, tough, tough, tough assignment for them. That yeah, rough, they get rough the easy year ones. if you're looking for rookie tight ends. Yeah, we we got the easy job talking about the backs and the and the receivers. These two shows, Matt. Let's get to it. Our rookie wide receiver one is Drake London. He was actually the wide receiver one for you, for Marcus, and for Kate. I've got him at at wide receiver two, so uh, nearly in agreement on Drake London. Of course, he was also the first wide receiver drafted in the NFL draft, goes to the Atlanta Falcons. Looks like he'll uh, jump right in and and be the wide receiver one from day one for the Falcons as, 
as Calvin Ridley is suspended, and uh, essentially they they have almost nothing, right? They signed right, Alden right. Tate. And, I mean, this is this is we're we're really digging deep here. Drake London is going to see some volume immediately. Is it the volume? Is it the player? What was it about him that really pushes him above the rest for you? It, it, we're splitting hairs. I got to be honest. I mean, yeah. one yeah. versus eight, nine, even in that neighborhood, is not a very big gap at all. I don't want to be tick, you know, p- picking at the top of this tier. I do like the landing spot a lot. The uh, you know, the very little competition for targets. Kyle Pitts is really a wideout. We can, you know, we have to mention him when you talk right. about the Falcons, and I think he's unbelievably impressive. But I don't know that London's a great prospect. You know, I mean, frankly, Jamison Williams is my favorite wide receiver in this group. I just think that there's a little bit of hit or miss to his game potentially in Detroit. But I can make an argument that he should be one. Yeah, I guess the class, real the the way things fell, it really worked perfectly to put these top. Uh, not not just the six receivers that were drafted in the first round of the NFL draft, but even deeper, including some of the second rounders, uh, to really put them all into one big group because you, you got yeah. the first round draft capital with so many of these guys. You got London and, and Traylon Burks uh, landing in situations where they could be the wide receiver one immediately for their teams. Right. Uh, some others, some others potentially could as well, but they they've got kind of a clear path. And, and then you've got the day two guys like Christian Watson and, and Sky Moore, and we'll get to those those players soon. They get those landing spots that we were really focusing on in Green Bay and Kansas City after those teams did not select a first round rookie receiver. So, and the the end result is kind of like you said, from one to eight or nine. Maybe maybe even ten potentially. Right, right. Uh, I like Pickens pretty, and Warren. Right, yeah. Right, they're they're pretty close together. So we do have London as wide receiver one. Wide receiver two is Garrett Wilson. Uh, he lands with the Jets. Uh, he's wide receiver two almost across the board. Again, I'm I'm the outlier here. I've got him as my wide receiver number three. Uh, Garrett Wilson seems to kind of overlap skill set with Elijah Moore. They do a lot of a, bit, yeah. uh, a lot of the same things, a lot of the same strengths. Uh, I know I was I was actually watching the draft with my DLF podcast co-host Dan Myler and, and he mentioned, you know, that's what San Francisco likes to do. And I know you've got some insight on on the 49ers thanks to your co-host of of your other pod. Mm-hmm. Um but that's what San Francisco likes to do. That's that's where a lot of the this coaching staff for the Jets came from. Uh, I mean, I remember when they drafted Brandon Ayuk, when the 49ers drafted Brandon Ayuk, some of the some of the comments were he does a lot of the same things as Debo Samuel. So that's that's not by accident that they Good would point. bring in Garrett Wilson, uh, who who is somewhat similar to Elijah Moore. Uh, yeah, that's a phenomenal point. I. I have less concerns about Wilson as a prospect in a vacuum than I do London, but I also can make the argument that he might be the third target on that passing attack, and I don't know if his quarterback's good or not. Yeah, well, I mean, most of these players, most of these rookie receivers have some quarterback questions. I mean, we're talking about 
Mariota and Zach Wilson. And, uh, you know, Tannehill's certainly more established and, and has played well over the past uh, couple of years in Tennessee. Uh, but it, it Goff, looks like... Wentz, he, yeah, Pickett, you know, right, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. Traylon Burks is our wide receiver three. He's actually my wide receiver one. Um, he, he was Make my wide case, receiver one. Please. Well, and, and I will agree with you. It is it is splitting hairs. I mean, okay. London is close. Wilson is close. Jamison Williams is close. All all that that top four uh, is really the top tier for me, and and I think for most people. But uh, Burks was my number one going in. Yes, he was the sixth wideout drafted in the first round. But he gets that he gets that draft capital, which is important. I think being a first rounder. And he gets the landing spot. Of course, after the yeah, AJ yeah. Brown trade, he's he's stepping right in, as we said with with London as well. That Burks is going to be that top target, uh, and he doesn't even have a Kyle Pitts type at tight end to to compete with. He's he's just about the the only option in Tennessee. I know, of course, they brought in Robert Woods as well, mm-hmm. who will right. uh, who's who's also a nice value, but. Uh, I I just ended up sticking with Burks as my wide receiver one. I'm glad you didn't say he's going to get so many carries. I've heard that kind of crutch argument. He's the next Debo, and that separates him. I think he's going to get like 15 carries a year or 20 carries a year. I mean, not enough that it's even a tiebreaker for me. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of joked about it on here before that finding the next Debo is kind right. of become, right. you know, it's become kind of the joke of the off season or the, the narrative of the off season. But um, first of all, there just aren't that many players with that type of skill set who can, who can do the things that Debo Samuel did. And, and second of all, we, we kind of, we kind of see how that's played out. It's not been, uh, it's, it's not been a good situation for the 49ers in that, uh, I mean, he, Evidently, he doesn't like being used that way. He doesn't like the the wear and tear on his body from uh, from running the ball so much. And um, I'm not sure that many teams are going to try to follow that path and and find that next Debo Samuel type player. So uh, even even if Burks can do it, I don't know that he's going to be used that way. They've got a pretty decent running back there in Tennessee. I don't know that they need to use Traylon Burks in that way. Yeah, yeah. So, sort to throw that out there, though. So, we've got London, number one, Garrett Wilson, number two, Traylon Burks, number three. We'll talk about number four and the rest of the list after this. Hey, everyone. I've been telling you guys about Built Bar for a long time now. They've been great friends with the whole Locked On Network and really with my family, to be honest with you. We've been getting Built Bars for quite a while, and they don't last long around here. I mean, they, uh, this is a, the time of year when a lot of people have given up on their New Year's resolution, but not this year. So I, I've been sticking to it and eating right whenever I have to fight my kids for these built Bars. But it, it almost feels like it's not a resolution because they're so easy to eat and they're tasty. I mean, they got real chocolate on them. I've, I've told you guys before, my wife's kind of a, a, a chocolate snob and she doesn't like a lot of the bars because of the, the waxy chocolate feeling. But um, built Bars aren't like that at all. And, and if you haven't tried the Puffs, you're missing out on one of the best built Bars that, in terms of taste, for sure. They're great. Uh, puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they, they too, of course, are covered in 100% real chocolate. 
Um, they're a fan favorite with incredible flavors. You know, uh, coconut marshmallows big here. Banana cream pie is actually my favorite. Uh, these are going to be your new favorites. I can promise you that one. Uh, Low-cal, high-protein. Replace, replace your candy bars with these. I mean, they're just better. I mean, a typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. I mean, so high-protein, low-cal, high-fiber, low-carb. Again, I mean, they blow candy bars out of the water. Tons of great flavors. So here's what you got to do. Go to built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your next order. So use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We are talking about our consensus rookie wide receiver rankings. The four of us here at Locked On Dynasty got together, put our rankings together, found the average, and we're presenting those to you today. Drake London is our wide receiver one, followed by Garrett Wilson and Traylon Burks. Wide receiver four is Matt, a player that you said was maybe your favorite prospect in the group Certainly not far off the other three that we've already talked about. Jamison Williams, Detroit Lions. Might might be a slow start for Williams, not only because of that injury, but because of the quarterback that's going to be throwing the ball to him, Jared Goff. Uh, but year two and beyond, I'm excited about this player. Yeah, I'm not real worried about landing spot. I'm not real worried about the injury big picture. You know, I'm sure most dynasty teams that draft him have – Receivers you can start. That's not a hard thing to come up with. Um, my only concern, again, he is my favorite receiver. Like, if the Steelers got one receiver, this is the one I wanted. You know, I mean, he's my favorite receiver in this class. I just don't know that he'll have a huge, you know, number of targets. Are you thinking, like, short-term or... Th- I'm not saying he's Deshaun Jackson or Ted Ginn. Right. You know, but I think there's a smidge of that to his game. Yeah, that's a fair concern. I mean, we've we've heard that because he does have he does have uh, the speed, obviously, to be compared to players like that. Um, but everything I've heard, and I'm I'm no scout like you are, or like like so many others, but um, it, it seems like his game's a little more well rounded than that. So I, I'm not too worried about that. I just want to get over not only the injury hump, as, as I mentioned, but just. Get past Jared Goff. Let's get a new quarterback in there uh, and really see what Williams and, and honestly, St. Brown and Hawkinson can do. I mean, this this is an exciting offense outside of Jared Goff. If, if you put a top uh, quarterback from 2023, whether we're talking about a rookie or a free agent, uh, that's going to be an exciting offense to watch. Swift, Hawkinson, uh, Jamison Williams, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Oh, I think so, too. I think it's a really good offense. I might regret not having him one the more I think about it. I might regret not having Williams one a year from now. Yeah, uh, he he yeah. could make a lot of us regret that as we as we kind of say that these guys are all very close. And, and right now they are. But, you know, more than likely one of these players is really going to bust. And one of them is really going to... Uh, blow up in a good way and, and make us regret our rankings. That happens almost every year. Wide receiver five is Chris Olave. 
uh, a little bit of a surprise here. The Saints trade up for him uh, and and took him earlier than many expected. He's the wide receiver three for Cage. He's a little higher on Alave than the rest of us. Uh, Marcus has him four. I've got him five. You've got him six. I still think he's pretty close to the rest of uh, of this pack, but I do see a tear gap between uh, the first four and Olave. I do too. I think there's a little finesse to his game. I think he's clearly the second option in New Orleans, yep. but they adored him. And do we count on Thomas to be a true one for 17 games for the next three years? But I, I honestly think Dotson might be the better prospect than Alave. I know that I'm in kind of a minority there. I think he's fine. I don't think he's superb, and I don't think he has a real high ceiling. Well, we're already hearing, I don't want to say bad news about Michael Thomas, but uh, at least kind of hitting the brakes on him being fully good to go for 2022. And, you know, after two, basically two lost years, to hear that, if you're a a Saints fan, if you're a Michael Thomas dynasty manager, it's just got to be so frustrating. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, But that's, you know, that would probably be, unfortunately, good news for Chris Olave. Sky Moore is next on our list. He is the wide receiver six. That's notable because he is ahead of Jahan Dotson, who got that first round draft capital, uh, ahead of Christian Watson, who was drafted early in the second round and lands with the Packers. Sky Moore gets a nice landing spot as well with the Kansas City Chiefs. Matt, you are highest on him. Uh, The rest of our crew has him as the wide receiver six. You've got him as your wide receiver five. Tell the story for Sky Moore. Yeah, it's more of an indictment on Olave. You know what I said about him. Okay. And and I think Moore has a, a path, not a clear path, to be the, the Chiefs' number one receiver within the next 365 days or so. And that has a lot of value to me. I, I think there's there is value to be had in Kansas City, and we always yeah, yeah. Uh, we always chase that offense, uh, mainly because of Patrick Mahomes, because of Andy Reid's offense as well. But right now you've got Sky Moore, who I think – even though he was a player that a lot of us were excited about, he he thought of, at least by me, as more of a wide receiver two type in the NFL. I would say the same thing about Juju Smith-Schuster. We've certainly seen him have more success when he was the second option. And MVS, we know he's that 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 big uh, big play, that speed threat. Uh, maybe Travis Kelsey's the easy answer here, but who's really sure. the wide receiver one in Kansas City? I think it will be more. I mean, I think, well, part of it's by design to me. is I think they were too reliant on two players, and defenses didn't quite figure them out. That's the wrong word, or created a blueprint. I just think they want more options, more B, B minuses than two A pluses, you know what I mean? Maybe run the football yeah. a little bit more. Defense is really dedicated to, or the draft is really dedicated to the defense too. I just think they want to change their style of play a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. Sky Moore comes in as our wide receiver six, wide receiver seven. George Pickens, your guy up there in Pittsburgh. Um, you've got him wide receiver eight. I've got him as the nine. Um, I'm worried I'm too I'm, low on him. I'm really high on Pickens. I'm worried. I'm still worried about. The off-field. I'm worried about the, the attitude, the off-field. Um, those things kind of went away because he didn't – he still got solid draft capital. He definitely gets the nice landing spot. Sounds like Deontay Johnson is probably gone 
following the 2022 season. That seems like a mistake to me, but um, that that's the early. I don't know about uh, that. Yeah, I'm not sure yet, to be honest. That's the early that. thinking. Yeah, right. Um, certainly, if, if Johnson is gone, that's, that's good news for Pickens. He would be mm-hmm. able to see a larger role. Christian Watson is our wide receiver eight. Um, you got to love the opportunity for him as well. Uh, you're, you're actually lowest on Christian Watson. You've got him at nine overall. Um, any concerns with him in general? Yeah, I think there's eight that are clearly fighting for the top eight spots, and he's alone at nine for me. And it's not an ability thing, but he does have drop issues, but that doesn't worry me much. It's just more of a adjusting to Rodgers thing. You know, right. if he's just big and fast and he's just Valdez Scantling-esque, that's great. That's worth the draft pick. But I don't know that that translates to a lot of targets. A, a couple of knocks against Christian Watson really don't work well together. The first one is his age. He is 23 right. years old already. Um, secondly, is the the narrative that Aaron Rodgers doesn't use his rookie wide receivers, and that includes uh, guys as talented as Devontae Adams, who had quiet rookie seasons. Um, and maybe in the past with Adams, with with even a guy like uh, Amari Rodgers last year, Green Bay didn't need to use rookie wide receivers. So maybe that's part of it. And, and this year they do. They need to rely on Watson um, a little bit more than they have in the past. But but that narrative is out there that typically Rodgers doesn't trust a, a rookie wideout. So yeah, yeah. If if that's the case, and you're throwing away twenty twenty two as as a you know a redshirt year for Christian Watson. Well, now he's going into the 2023 season. He's 24 years old and he's, he's got very little NFL production. That's, that's a concern. If you're spending a first round pick on Watson. And maybe you only get two years of Rogers and Watson at that pace. You know, who knows, you know, there's a, it's a, I don't know. I think there's room for him to be a bust. Yeah, that's fair. We'll cover the rest of the list right after this break. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make Locked On NFL your second listen. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked On NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus local Locked On NFL hosts repping all 32 squads. There's no off-season for real fans, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NFL on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Matt, let's blow through the rest of this list. We're talking about our top 15 rookie wide receivers. These are consensus rankings according to Locked On Dynasty hosts. That's me, Matt, Marcus Mosher, and Kate Majuk. Let's run through the list really quickly here as a recap. Drake London is our number one. Garrett Wilson, two. Traylon Burks. Jamison Williams, four. We think there's a tear break after Williams. Chris Olave is five. Sky Moore. George Pickens. Christian Watson. Next on the list, our wide receiver nine is Jahan Dotson. All the way down there at wide receiver nine, even though he was a first rounder, even though he was drafted much earlier than really anyone expected, Washington grabs him in the middle of the first round. He's got an opportunity to go in and and earn a starting job right away. 
Yeah, and I really like the player. I mentioned I like him more than Alave in a vacuum. Um, I don't know. What do you think of the landing spot? Like, there's a chance, you know, you mentioned Deontay Johnson moving on. McLaurin could be in that same boat, or do they trade him? Do they lock him up? Um, They did use a pick on Denami Brown last year. It's not, you know, a tremendous passing attack. And I think everyone forgets about Samuel, too. I mean, Samuel, when he's healthy... Gets a football. People love him. But I like the player in Dotson. And if McLaurin does move on, I think Dotson's clearly going to be the one. I think Dotson is being way overlooked uh, by Dynasty players. I've seen a lot of talk about him falling to the second round of rookie drafts. I think that's absolutely a steal if you're getting him at 2.01, 2.02. And I say steal in the context of this class. Uh, I, I know you might look at last year and think about the player you were getting there. It would be much different or, or the 2020 uh, rookie draft. I'm not necessarily comparing class to class, but really just looking at this group. If I think if you're taking Rashad white or, or James cook uh, or even Watson ahead of him, I think that could be a mistake. Um, I think the next four players, um, Actually, three of the next four, I should say, were really boosted up by some surprisingly high draft capital. And they also, a couple of them at least, get the opportunity that they need to come in right away. Our wide receiver 10 is John Mechie, drafted by the Texans in the second round. Jalen Tolbert is our We wide all agreed on Mechie. How about that one? 11 we across did. the board oh, there. Boom. Wide receiver 11 all the way across. That's good enough to push him up to the wide receiver 10 spot based on our average, although there is a pretty big gap between Dotson and Mechie. I think most Mm -hmm. people would agree with that. Jalen Tolbert is our wide receiver 11. Uh, He got that nice landing spot going to the Dallas Cowboys. Fell a little bit further maybe than than some expected. Alec Pierce, a second rounder, he's going to the Colts. They have nothing, nothing, nothing after Michael Pittman. So Pierce could be a potential day one starter as well. And then my guy, Wondell Robinson, uh, the situation is certainly messy there with the Giants, but he gets drafted, what, Matt, a round or two earlier than, than most people expected For sure. as an early second rounder. So that, that pushes him up a little bit. The ones I really want to focus here, uh, focus on here are Mechie and Pierce. What are your thoughts on those two guys? Yeah, I like Mechie. I think he's a real solid player. All of a sudden, Houston has a acceptable group of receivers, you know, Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks, and I I think that's a good group. I think he'll play and be a successful, you know, single-double. I just don't see a real high ceiling with him, where Pierce, to me, couldn't have landed in a better spot. I mean, there's not even a tight end to steal touches from him. They're not a high-volume passing attack, but I like Ryan throwing him the ball. He was a favorite of mine pre-draft. I think he was a little underrated by the draft community, and I think the Colts agreed with me. Another player who got a little bit higher draft capital maybe than expected is David Bell. He goes to the Browns. There were some comps after after Bell had such a poor combine, ran so slowly. There were some comps to guys like Jarvis Landry, and, and that worked perfectly because now he can be the Jarvis Landry replacement. You know, there's a lot of excitement in Cleveland after they made the big move for Deshaun Watson. Uh, but it, 
their wide receiver group is still pretty thin. They trade for Amari Cooper, but after that, uh, Landry is gone. Obviously, OBJ is is, is long gone. Uh, this this team used to have some exciting wideouts, and um, maybe maybe that changes with Amari and Bell. Uh, I don't know if either of those fall into the exciting category, but Bell should see some opportunity pretty early as well. He definitely doesn't fall in the exciting category, but he's, he falls <laughs> in the good football player category, you know, and yeah. combine numbers are the most overrated thing for receivers, and we still fall victim to it every year. I mean, I don't love him, but I think he's a starting slot with size and reliability, and that's, you know, valuable. Well, I think he gets he gets a double boost here, right? He gets a boost in that he goes to a team that – uh, needs some wide receiver help where he could potentially play right away. And that team also has happens to have uh, one of the top five or six quarterbacks in the game. So you talk about Pierce, you love the situation, but the quarterback is a question. Uh, yeah, long-term, certainly. Big term, uh, if, yeah, if big not, right. If not this year, Mechie, he can start right away, but what do we think about the quarterback? And, and really we could go all the way, up and down this list, uh, and unless I'm missing somebody, David Bell got the best quarterback, um, or at least in the conversation for getting the best quarterback on here, and you know throw in Watson and and uh, yeah, say Watson and as well, right, right, yeah, but right, definitely a tier one quarterback, and not many of these guys can say that, right. Uh, three more guys to cover. Khalil Shakir ends up being our wide receiver fifteen to officially wrap up our consensus rankings. Uh, his quarterback Thor- isn't too shabby. Yeah, he's he's okay. He's, he's okay. Right. You left he's him off your rankings, team. though. You left Shakir. him off your rankings. You went with uh, Romeo Dubs instead. Yeah. Uh, you like him. Tyquan Thornton also getting some votes. Uh, sell us on, on Dubs as a third or fourth round guy. Yeah, and, and tr- frankly, since I turned these in, I since I'm in the middle of my first rookie draft, you know how that goes. I've tweaked my rookie rankings a hundred times, you know. Yeah. It's easy to write them down, and then when you're on the clock, you're like, I'm going to take this guy that I've ranked lower, so I better move up. Yeah. Um, and I like Dobbs, don't get me wrong. I, I think he has a chance to be the things that Watson isn't. In Comparing him to Devontae Adams is, is foolish. I shouldn't even have that fall out of my mouth. But stylistically, he's a little more Adams, route runner, already had success with a very good college quarterback who didn't get drafted high for other reasons. You know, he's been a number one and a do-it-all type, a master of none, you know, type of player. Yeah. You know, I could just see Rodgers potentially liking him better than Watson on third and six. Hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, definitely worth a draft pick. That will do it for our show today, and that will do it for our top 15 rookie wide receivers. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked on Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked on Dynasty.